Welcome, everybody, to the Daily Hi-Fi Podcast. We do this every Monday, 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 Eastern. My name is Chana. With me, as always, we've got Mr. Joe and Tell. What's up? What's, what's up? What's up? Man, my jacket makes a lot of noise. Oh, that sounds okay. I think we have Dude, some noise reduction going on. So It's snowing again. Oh, my God. What a surprise. Yeah. I'm over this nonsense, though. Are you? Yeah, it was uh, 90 next week or something like that. 90 degrees? Kids, yeah, 19. Like all of a sudden it's, it's 19, 19 right now. <laughs> That's crazy. It's a big difference. Uh, yeah, no, totally. It's kind of annoying, though, because I don't mind a little bit of uh, the cool weather. Because once it gets the hot, it just doesn't stop, huh? You just can't get away from it. It's like, you know uh, I mean? it's, you can't put it's, on, it's just Pringles. It's like Pringles. Uh, once you, once it's hot, you can't stop. Yeah. <laughs> and it's the worst when you're trying to record and you have to have all the lights on. Yeah. You know, I was every, trying to. In a few minutes, you got to wipe your forehead because you're sweating. Well, yeah. I mean, well, that's, that's you, buddy. No. You might just sweat a whole lot. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. Sorry. Um, but uh, thank goodness. Uh, thank you. A big shout out to Paul, Mr. Croson. I know he's in here. Uh, or someone's late. What could it be? Yeah, actually, um, the power kept going off. The power went off at 3.15, 3.30, and I had to drop the kid off at 3.40. And there's all these tourists coming in to rent the unit next door with five vehicles, four cars and a van and i'm like you can only fit 10 people in this unit what 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 are these people <laughs> doing anyway you should have told them yeah. to go home i will do they were parked in sasha's spot so once she gets back from the hospital dude if they're still there <laughs> <laughs> the sparks are gonna fly uh oh by the way for those of you that thanked my wife on her birthday last monday she says thank you she got to see some of the uh the birthday wishes so appreciate you guys and um yes mr paul mr croson uh, thank you, buddy. He told me he recommended I get a UPS, a battery backup, and uh, man, I've been it's it's been working from all, all all like last night, all through today. Like the power went off a few more times, the internet went out uh, last night when the storm came in. Uh, power went out like three more times. So, so I'm glad I listened to Paul over here. If you need any um, uh, IT advice. Hit up Mr. Croson. He's like, no. <laughs> He'll charge you. No. <laughs> four, four cars in a van. That sounds pretty shady. Yeah. Like, what, what, do you, what do you guys do? How many people are being in, putting this unit over here? Crazy. Yeah. Um, Say what's up to everybody else in here. See a lot of you folks over here. We got Junior OG, True Voice of Reason, 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 Parker Tufts. I've never seen that name before. Uh, know nothing. Oh, there's this guy, Joe and Tell. Who's he? High <laughs> uh, Finest 343, Matt Buckmaster. What is up? James Brown in the house. I'm real good. Da, 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 da. Finster, Gene Feeney. Randall, how are you doing? Uh, do you know I actually met? Uh, oh, Ike's here. Uh, I, I met James Brown a um, long time ago. I was in junior high. And I was with a buddy and we were going, uh, I forget where we we're going to, but his dad always flew his dad. For those of you that know, Canary cable, his dad was like the global, global, uh, Western hemisphere dude for Canary cable back in the day. So if you guys know your cable anyway, um, so he was always flying, right? So we went to this Delta cl club lounge thing over in the airport 
I'm walking by. I see this big entourage and this dude just chilling in this chair. And I'm like, nudging my buddy. I'm like, yo, dude, that's James Brown. He's like, no. I'm like, no, dude, 100%, dude, that's, that's James Brown. I, I see it, right? And then uh, he's like, all right, let's go, let's go ask my dad because his dad's big James Brown fan. We go over there and uh, say, hey, look, is that James Brown? And he's like, oh, shit. And he grabs a CD and he's like, he tells his wife, he's like, hey, go get this autographed. So we all go over there. The, the, uh, my friend, myself, and his mom, we go over there. Hi, Mr. Brown. You know, she does all the talking, obviously. Mm. You know, we're still like junior high, <laughs> like 13, 14, whatever. And he's like, you know, could we get your autograph? We're big fans. He's like, oh, all right, all right. And he's look at this. He's like, oh, this is one of my old ones. You need to get a new one. <laughs> you know, <laughs> kind of thing. New ones. That's good. Yeah. So it was pretty cool. So yeah, got to meet James Brown. How, so those are the days you just had to have, you had a CD like on hand. Yeah. Had one. You just got to have them discs, baby. He just, just had one in hand. Okay. Yeah. He had, he had a James Brown CD with him. It's like, what the heck? Hey, hey, crazy Works. stuff. Um, John is like, it's, it's a whole, like me getting a CD side. Yeah. You know, you know, you know, you know. what's up, dude? What'd you do this weekend, bro? Who, me? Yeah, you. Huh. What did I do? Uh, not much. Not much. Just hung yeah. out, hung out with the family. You know, there's, I mean, when I say not much, there's, I'm always doing something. So like mm-hmm. I popped out a video for, you know, April April Fools. So yeah, there's always. Oh, you did. The, yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. The little, the little, the, little, little the best speakers for Atmos <laughs> video. <laughs> it was funny uh, on uh, LinkedIn. Um, somebody had put a uh, a post on there saying a um, Sound and Vision magazine has moved to all AI and fired all of its. All of its writers. <laughs> Chat GPT has replaced everybody. Mm-hmm. Well, that's kind of funny. Um, uh, yeah. Got some. Do you know about this? Uh, Arnold Palmer? Yeah. The golfer? Yeah. 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 It's hard to say. Arnold Palmer. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Nice drink. All right. So, you know what? There was a question here before we even started. And it was, yeah, clean kids throw up. Dude, that, that's so funny. Well, I mean, it's not funny, but mm-hmm. I went to set up to DJ on Saturday and right by the fireplace. We had to do it inside because it was uh, super windy up here at the mountain. Some kid just blew chunks all over the place, right? Ugh. Over by the fireplace. It's all nice and warm and hot and just, oh, it just reeks. So it took like a good hour for them to like figure that out. But three different times, three different groups of people walked into the bar area. You know, I'm just DJing. I'm, so I get to see all this happen. And uh, that table's been open. So they, they're they like, oh, by the fireplace. <laughs> so they go sit down. And you can see this. I'm going to look right in the camera. This is what they did. Like, <laughs> like you can see. <laughs> they're something's wrong over here i saw that happen three times because this kid puked like uh like around 11 o'clock that's while I was hilarious setting up. yeah so our, our kid was just throwing up because she was crying and you know when they cry so much they just i don't know they cry and then it makes them throw up so yeah it's not like they're even sick they're just like doing some weird breathing things yeah right 
Anyway. Uh, uh, scruff, scruff King Man, uh, are you both are both of you guys going to set up a table at CES, like the celebrity tables at Comic Con and autograph spatial audio discs? <laughs> Be like three I mean, people to come up. <laughs> yeah, probably not. Um, but um, I don't know. CES, I think I think uh, I think we, we we might we might be planning something for CES, but we'll hold off on any of that nonsense. Let's wait till it gets gets closer up there. But uh, yeah, I'm a big fan of CES because I can go pr- pretty painlessly. It's six hour drive to Vegas from here, but uh, mm-hmm. it's better than trying to go like cross country. Uh, <clears throat> for me. Probably pretty easy for Joe. He just calls up his helicopter guy. And just <laughs> let's get out of here. <laughs> uh, uh, thanks, Mister James Brown. I appreciate it. So check this out. So this is a question from Marv. Yes, anyone measured the new 12s from RSL? I would like to see an in-room frequency response before buying, and I have. So I have these in, and these are in-room measurements. So let me just share here with you. Kind of have it queued up. And here they are. So there are different ways to measure a sub. And it's kind of tough because in a room, you start getting room interaction. So you have to measure kind of close to the driver. right? So the closer you get to the driver, the less room interaction you get uh, before, you know, so you you get more signal, right? So this is the driver by itself. And then here's the port, right? So you can kind of see where the port is. And if you take a look, like this, this right here is 10 hertz, right? This is 10 hertz. This is 20 hertz. So if you want to get an idea what's what. Um, so you, there's different ways. Like you can you can kind of average these, see these two, and then you can just say, okay, what is about the average that you'd get from both of them? Um, another way is to kind of measure in between. So like to turn it on its side. Where was the port? Oh, the port's on the back. So to measure somewhere in between the port and the driver, right? That's another way to do it. And so just kind of check to see what's going on. So you can see that the the um, doing it that way in orange is similar, you know, not exactly the same, but you kind of get an idea um, that it's doing 20 hertz. No problem. It actually has the port starts taking over around that. So you definitely get some some uh, base there. Now, the question is, uh, how loud can you do this at? And I don't do CEA 2010 measurements. So CEA 2010 is where you play different test tones at different frequencies, and there's a limit for distortion. So if it goes above a certain limit, it's like a fail, right? So it lets you know how loud it can go without sounding like garbage, right? And so I don't do those because you have to do those outside, and there's no place that I can do that sort of thing. Uh, you know, there's no open field over here. Right. Yeah, dude, you need you need to like be in Texas or something like that. Yeah, somewhere where you like open field is your backyard, you know. Over here, open field is a park where there's a bunch of kids playing and other bunch of other people, and it's not going to be quiet. And if I try to play some sub stuff, you know, some sub woofer content, somebody's going to be complaining, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, anyway, I don't do those. It would be useful. You know what? You should you should just play. You should play that song. Do you like bass? And then they would just be like, "Hey, this is cool." Yeah. But yeah, other I mean, than that, be like, what's going on? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, you know, I think you kind of get an idea just from having lots of different subs, what something can do. And this thing is like, 
just just based on how much it's shaking stuff right and it's just like shaking everything you're like oh okay okay this is playing loud Do it, does it sound like it sounds bad is it making bad noises when i'm up close no okay that's good mm-hmm. so you can kind of get a general idea and the thing is this thing is big it thing's huge yeah he was asking if is it is it uh better than the uh or louder than the pb1000 pro yeah because it, it is much bigger you know significantly now, what was, bigger what was funny is that um you know, he says in this comment, Marv says, anyone, anybody measured. Did you actually take out the measuring tape? Because it is big, right? You got to you gotta figure out. Oh, I know, mean, man. He, me- he obviously meant like your measurements that you took. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, you, know, yeah. you better make sure you measure your space because. Um, but, it, you know, you know it's, it's, it's interesting, though. It's interesting because you start to realize that the enclosure size makes a huge difference. Right. You know, a lot of these companies are really just trying to make the sub smaller and smaller. And Compact, so, therefore, yep. they have to rely on throwing a bunch of power at it Some and DSP. a bunch of DSP, yep. right? DSP, power, and then, of course, a driver that's not going to catch on fire when you're feeding it that much power, right? And uh, with this, they did all of that, right? It went with power, you know, crazy driver, mm-hmm. and then also a large enclosure. So, you add all those up and you get... Really good performance. So, yeah, it's not a subwoofer design is not a mystery, though. I mean, to me, you know, yeah. our audio guys have known yeah. what to do for, you know, you get the specs, you throw it into a designer, it tells you the optimum, uh, optimal box size, and you can either go smaller and then you're going to have to do some stuff to try to accommodate, or you can go larger and uh, you're good to go. So, anyway. I'm excited to actually just try it out. I don't know, man. I like that sub a lot. I just like yeah. the looks and all the stuff on it and the price. Think, what is it? You see the price? Hold on a second. RSL 12s. Uh, coming soon. Where are they? I don't know. I remember it being like seven, eight hundred bucks. They're, like they're saying that we should have a pinata. A YPAL pinata at CES uh-huh. filled with spatial audio discs inside. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, what else? I'm missing some of the chat here. Looks like more like PV2 below 17 hertz. Yeah, I mean, I, I was playing 12 hertz and 10 hertz through it, and I, I couldn't really hear too much, but like I had my hand on it. I had. <laughs> I had this laptop on it, and the whole thing was just shaking. Like, uh. mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, Fred says, uh, smaller is better for most home use. Ridiculously, ridiculous subs won't work for a lot of normal folks. This is true. Um, Jonesy, we appreciate you, man. Says, I love listening to Chan and Joe. It's truly like hanging out with friends. And the chat is always fun. Yeah, the chat is definitely fun. Seven ninety nine was the resale price? Is that what it was, Joe? For the SL RSL twelve S. The release price seven ninety nine. I mean, release price. Oh, whatever. I mean, that's that already a crazy price. The performance is awesome on this, and I think yeah. it's because they do, you know, the direct sale, right? Kind of like a mono price, monolith. Yeah. They just send it directly to you. There's no middleman, so you know, they pass on the savings, I guess. Damn, damn this. Philip's hue is really just needs to be reset, doesn't it? Okay, so uh, all right, pure guy. Yeah, we see you, buddy. 
we see you. Let's let's get in. Okay, so pure guy. Can you please explain where to place diffusers and absorber panels to optimize room acoustics? Um, yeah, that's not my specialty. I don't know. Yeah, well, I don't know why he um, tagged you, but hey, uh, put a put an absorption panel at your first reflection points. Here in my music studio, I did it at the sides and at the ceiling. Right, uh, diffusers usually go pew, back wall. Man, if I had that new Sony camera, it would be like whoop, it would it would do that thing so much better. Um, but yeah, that's where you would normally put um, diffusers. Obviously, bass traps go in the corner for bass. Um, do 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 do. These are all basic principles. Nothing, uh, nothing crazy. But hundred uh, percent, like I've seen people put like hard surface absorption panels at the first reflection point. I, I would not put any hard surfaces at a first reflection point. Um, but yeah, diffusers and stuff. Diffusers not at a first reflection point, but you know I've seen I've seen um, I think it was uh, Anthony Gramani. Mm-hmm. You know he he advocates for like kind of like a staggered setup okay. where it's not symmetrical. Oh, I, so I haven't tried it. I can't speak on that. But um, I was thinking about it. It kind of just makes it so that you can tell your ears can tell kind of what's going on with the room because when it's perfectly symmetrical, it's also confusing. You know what I mean? Mm. Like sometimes the the less symmetrical it is, the more you can understand where things are. I don't okay. think that makes any sense. Well, but I don't know. I, I'm not an expert that at that, so I don't. I won't make any claims as to how sh- you should do it. But I mean, te- most people say what Chana recommends. Right? At least okay. do that first. Reflection. It's like the it's like the basic, basic, basic um, thing. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, there's also, they say to put it behind the speakers too. That, that This isn't a music studio. So I, ha- I have some behind my, my studio monitors, mm-hmm. whether you can do that in a home theater, I, you know, probably not, but there's also a thing of too much uh, room treatment as well. So mm-hmm. you don't want this to sound like an anechoic chamber. Like you don't want it to sound like absolutely nothing. Okay. You want a little bit of reflections moving around. Yeah. So don't go overboard. I've seen people do some overboard stuff with like four inch, like foam and I'm like, um that's a little it's a little much. Yeah. But I yeah. guess what one argument against that, why they might put diffusers on the sides, is some people seem to think that it gives you a more spacious sound, right? Right. Because if you hear a reflection off here, it kind of sounds like, oh, is, are my speakers there? Do I have wipes? Yeah. What, what's going on over here? So some people say that. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. Um, let's see. Somebody said something else in here that I was going to. Uh, uh, Stefan says, need to get off my butt and start working with the SACTV if I can get the house quiet for a day. Yeah. You got to carve out that time for sure. Um, and I was I was pretty pissed. So remember there was that, there was that update for the Denons and the Morances to add Dirac. And if you updated it, and pressed one of the quick select buttons, it just wipes out all your stuff. So I was like, crap, man, I got to redo, <laughs> I got to redo my level match. And then I was like, wait, I made a video about this. Shouldn't I have like a photo of the screen? And sure enough, I just went far enough in the video. I'm like, oh, there are all the settings. So, so I got it all dialed in for the level matching. I didn't do, um, 
a time alignment yet. So mm-hmm. um, waiting, waiting for some free time to do that. Cause that, that I think takes a little bit longer um, just to get it right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can always, you can always just turn it up really loud too. So that's, the, that's another option. Yeah. Turn it up super loud. Super, super duper loud. Super duper fly. Uh, do you have any estimate on your BenQ HT 2060 review? I was looking for Ooh. my first projector. Top of his list. This is Tommy. Who has a who has a review of that? I don't. I don't know. I thought you did. I have. I have a. I have an old 2050. I think oh, they're okay. pretty much the same, right? I don't know. I don't, don't know. tell me. I don't. No, know. I don't have that. I don't have that in for review. So, uh, yeah. Estimate time. There's no. There's don't no know. Time. No. <laughs> don't know. Um. Three diffusers at the back. Somebody was saying, "Oh, I think this is for Anthony Gramani." I don't know. Three D diffusers at the back. Oh, three D. Three. I saw three. Do 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 do. Make fifteen percent surface in absorbers. That's more than you think. Uh, just checking out the chat here. Shauna, use the uh, USB backup. Yeah, I didn't know that, bro. I didn't know about that. Uh, Randall, Magnetar review. Yeah, you know, I'm still waiting for them to send me one. They were going to send me one. So um, maybe I should email them again and say, yo, what up? Um, Snooth said SBS just added a middleman tax here in Canada last month. Every product increased 20%. They're pretty bad value now. Oof. Yikes. Ooh. Wow. Yeah. All right. I saw, you know, some people were also mentioning that they are getting some extra fees for our spatial toolkit. So we have to throw up a, a, a warning, you know, if you're ordering international. And that and that's kind of like a lot because of taxes that that's not us. Yeah, that's your home country. That's yeah. a that, that that's one of the things about doing international shipping that was just like, ugh, I don't know about that. And then like I, I've done like giveaways, right? Mm-hmm. I got a GoPro. It was my first like thousand subscriber giveaway. Mm-hmm. And this guy Rob won it in the uk he ended up having to spend 200 bucks on uh import taxes yeah 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 so it was like half the cost of the thing yeah the gopro but um um but yeah yeah you you know whenever whenever you get something shipped from a different country you got to pay some sort of import tax duty or customs one of of those brokerage fees yeah, that's 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 what it is. They call it a whole bunch of diff- different things, right? Um, I wanted to help somebody out in uh, in Sri Lanka, and you know, I got them like a little MIDI keyboard. It's like 150 bucks, and like my you know one of my relatives was going to Sri Lanka. Mm. My mom was going to Sri Lanka. I was like, hey, can you you know take this with you in your suitcase or whatever? She had to declare it, and she had to pay an extra 150 dollars to bring it into the country. Like this is just how things are which is why we wanted to go digital for everybody overseas uh yeah. but you know we're working on some distribution in um europe so mm-hmm. getting some discs actually yeah yeah you guys can get it over there a lot cheaper but you know these things take time so but the, you know what for for uk uh germany we got unlocked but you know i've made some offers to the uk folks but uh you guys can fight over it whoever wants it 
Yeah. Uh, um, here, here's this is egging you on, Chana. Oh, what? Did you right. see this? What? Scruffman kit. Oh yeah, yeah. That's what I just. You getting, getting the new, the new ZB Sony ZV-E1? See, because like this is my FX3, and it's supposed to have everything the FX3 has for half the price. And like sometimes I just want to keep this camera here so I could buy the new Sony, keep it just locked here, and use the FX3 everywhere else, or vice versa. I don't know. Look, I'm just using a, a ZV1. I have I have some other cameras here too. See, I thought you had the ZV1, but yeah, this, I got this a, is the new I got one. I got an A74 right here. I got the I got the S3 somewhere, A7S3 somewhere. But this is the Z, ZV1, not ZVE1. Mm -hmm. You know, I can do the I can do the whole product thing. I have to hide my face. It works. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Look at that. That's because you were telling me to get this one, the ZV1. Oh, dude, it's just, it's just right there. You know, I don't. The good thing is you don't have to buy another lens. Yeah, I already have two lenses. I got a twenty-four mil, thirty-five mil. So boom. I'm just saying you don't have to double up if you're like you. Oh, you seem like the the type, like oh, I'm gonna I'll just buy yeah. two of these lenses. And I don't want to have uh, to take it off. Right. Exactly. Uh, yeah. The what do you call it? The um, uh, the batteries are the same too. Yeah. So I already have two batteries for this one. So then mm -hmm. that would be a third. I just have them all like in rotation. Rotation. Um, so yeah, that looks like a cool little camera. Yeah, if Let's I really, say. if I needed a B camera instead of using my cell phone, I could use that and my. I don't, I don't, I don't mm -hmm. really. I just updated my Mac OS, Ugh. but uh, you know, I, I wanted to get a new computer, but I don't know. Um, I don't, yeah, don't know about a new camera. I don't know. I don't. Know. We'll see. Wait out this winter, because uh, otherwise, like, there's a mountain of snow right outside this wall here. Who knows what's gonna happen once it starts melting? I might, dude. I had to like, I think, I think I have to replace the kid's window, like the whole window needs to be replaced because of some <laughs> nonsense with the snow. I was, I got a lot of other nonsense to pay for. All right, what do you? What, Leon asks, what's your guys' front room setups? Front room meaning what? Like our main one? Is that what that means? I don't know. Where, where's front, this, or just where, front where of the from? room setup? Front of the room setup. Front room setups. Yeah. I don't okay. Know. I just but, was, um, wanted to make sure it's not like a UK thing, you know? Like instead of main room, they're like front room. Mm. I don't know. Um, instead of color, yeah, it's color. <laughs> or center, it's center. Mm -hmm. uh, somebody said, uh, somebody said something about my jacket. I was just outside. I was just outside, Steve. Uh, it's like nine. It was. It's nineteen degrees outside and snowing. So I ran in here, left the jacket on. That's all. Um, yeah. So front room. I mean, my front stage is, you know, three focals. Pretty nice. I like them. Um, what about what do you what do you have in your? You have a, like a hodgepodge of speakers, don't you? you no, nah, almost all my stuff is monolith. In my mm. home theater. Oh, okay. I have the Encore uh, T6 Towers and the C6 Center mm -hmm. B6 for the surrounds, the Audition T5s for the rear surrounds, mm -hmm. and then for most of the heights, I'm using either um, I have the THX satellite, compact satellites. Got it. Or for the front, so I have that for the rear surrounds and the Voice of God. And for the front stage, you know, they have an MOW3, which is basically that compact satellite, but with two passive radiators mm -hmm. in them. So those are my front um, my front heights. And then the center height 
is the huge one, MOW3, but I only use the center. There's like three of those setups. Ah. You know, three, but I only use the center. So, got it. Um, so, front room means lounge. Your lounge. London speak. Okay. I don't even know what a lounge is either. Hey, you know, you know, you know what else is London speak, uh, Leon? It, you know, uh, wifey and I have been watching this uh, Love Island, right? The UK version. I guess that's the first one. Mm-hmm. And uh, back in like season one or two, um, they kept on saying this word or this phrase, a proper geezer. And I was just like, man, I don't know what that is, but I want that's what I want to be. I want to be a proper geezer. It's like a proper <laughs> propaganda and geezer. No, pro- proper <laughs> means like a, you know, like a. No, yeah. Yeah, and a geezer is like a gentleman, right? Like they're like, oh, look at his fit. He's a proper geezer or something like that. I, I don't know. It's slang, but I was just like, man, that's like the coolest thing ever. <laughs> but, um, and if you're fit, yes. what's that? Fit yeah. is another thing that I heard him say. And car park. Car park. You know what yeah. Car park is? It's a, it's a garage. It's like parking lot. Yeah, parking lot, garage, something like that. Um, so lounge, I don't know, man. If I had a lounge, if I had another <laughs> area, I'd have some two-channel situation. Uh, oh, funny. you know what? I have a video. I haven't released these videos yet. Uh, main living room. <laughs> um, uh, what do you call it? If I had a, like a loungy area where I could just chill and listen to music, I would go with that new JBL classic series. I have a video that's like queued up and and ready to go from CES. That stuff looks sexy. I you know I'm not gonna lie, like old school looking setup. Yes, but they also have it all like like instead of like that orange stuff, they have it in black too, like the speakers. But the actual components, they look pretty legit. Oh yeah, I I could get with that. Yeah, like an old school boxy looking setup. You know, just go audiophile with it. You know. Yeah, I'll I'll throw an old school Marantz. You know, receiver, mm-hmm. you know, something with some cool lights or something. Yeah. Just for the looks. You know what I mean? Tube app, whatever. Like it has nothing to do with uh, fidelity. And yeah. then in the back, I'll just hide like a mini DSP. Right. You know, like out there of sight. Go. Out of sight, out of mind, right? <laughs> yeah. This, how does this sound so great? Oh, oh man. This is, see, I told you it's all about two channel. Forget yeah, that DSP channel. stuff. Be like, two mm-hmm. channel, no DSP. Mm-hmm. Got a sub all hidden. <laughs> <laughs> exactly uh so main living room um so yeah in my living room leon uh i have a 5.1.4 atmos setup and a 10.1 oro 3d setup five ear level speakers five high channels uh all focal all focal all from the same line so all the tweeters and the drivers are made of the same material got a nice cohesive sound although it's not an ideal space and and there's this there's this thing on this weird disc this weird disc you see this thing right here what does it say it says torture test when i play that guy you see this this one torture test Uh torture test Uh my focus stupid sony (laughs) torture test on this disc this this, this disc here all right um when i play this in my living room i am thoroughly disappointed (laughs) really thoroughly disappointed um, you still got to do the full calibration. I did. I think I did like two speakers for you, right? Yeah, I mean, no, like just when you have a slow moving visual representation of where the sound is supposed to be in your room and it does something stupid like on the disc, stupid meaning like 
difficult for most home theaters to do. It goes straight up the side, and you're like, oh, man, because I because my my you know my rear heights are aiming down at me like this. They're not from behind like these guys up here, mm. right? So that means when something's something is coming on that top corner along, it just changes direction right away, right? Mm. Because the speaker. It's that's the only place I can put the speaker. So, um, that torture test, a lot of people, a lot of people are not gonna like it because it's gonna show you like, hey, it's not right. This isn't right. It's, it's gonna expose the flaws. Expose the flaws. I mean, it, it will highlight that. Oh, the good parts. Oh, look at that! Look at that! Easy. Oh, see, that's, see, that's dick. That's how. That's how you do it. Dick. Focus. <laughs> Why is this? Why does this take so long? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, what's in my living room? So, actually, my living room yeah. is a different setup. My yeah. living room, I'm using the Monolith. No, sorry. Yeah, Monolith Audition T5 Towers, the ones that I recently reviewed that have way too much trouble. But I do have a way of doing DSP. So, I have that connected with a NAD T778 Way Overkill. You know, I think these speakers are like 200 bucks each or something. And the AVR is 3000 bucks. Doesn't make any sense. I think I'm, I think I might want to sell it. Which one? The T778. I don't really. Don't use it. Well, you, honestly, I wouldn't mind just even having like an inexpensive, uh, like a Denon, like a $400 Denon right there. Right. $400 Denon. Oh, like oh in your one. living room. I'm not using pre-outs. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not doing anything fancy. It's just, it's just there. You know what I mean? So I just needed to have some, you know. Odyssey. I'll get multi QX for it. You know, do some calibration, and that's it. Keep it simple. Yeah. I don't need all that. So anyway, um, what else? Any let's see. Steve G asks, "Hey guys, I'm hesitating between two Samsung QD OLEDs, S95B and the." s90c any thoughts i know the s95c is out and probably a bit better but higher in price honestly steve i would go with the 95c the better one save up a little bit longer and then wait for the sale you know it's going to be on sale don't jump in right away just like don't be the first to update don't be the first to buy a tv <laughs> And then don't be the first to update your TV because that 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 stuff will will mess it up. Um, why don't they have any good TVs? Like I went to Target the other day. Yep. Like the best TV that they have there was like not one of the really good ones because Target. I know, but you'd expect like why not just throw at least one good one? Like somebody will go buy it. No, you don't think so? It's like uh, they because they have too many other things to sell. Right, they're not concerned. This is for the average consumer. This is not like, hey, I want the best hi-fi system, audio two-channel. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna go to Target. Yeah, I guess. Right. I guess I see like, where would you? Why would you even do that? I see what you mean. Right. Yeah. There's there. What's his name? Slim said it best because Target sells to people who uh, aren't into quality. They want a big cheap TV. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. And that's it. What is their most expensive thing that they sell at Target? You think probably the T? You think maybe no. a TV? No, no. They don't sell... they sell like furniture shit? 
they sell like couches and shit. They say sell groceries, dude. You can stock up on alcohol over at Target, bro. Yeah, but a single item, it's probably one of the most expensive things that they sell. It, they have well, like they have like mini, they have like little appliances that are like three, four hundred a hundred bucks, right? They've got pots and pan sets that go up to like four or five hundred dollars. You know what's like, funny? The most expensive thing is probably like a cell phone. Right? Let's see. Now that they're like a thousand something bucks. Target. Target.com. <laughs> Here, what if, maybe we need to ask chat gpt what is the most <laughs> and this google what is the most expensive i'm say item at target but it's like the autofill is like the most expensive thing in the world car in the world pokemon card shoe in the world thing on amazon house in the world wow <laughs> what is the most expensive lego set <laughs> crazy item at target I just thought that, you know, if they, if somebody were to put just one, you'd be like, oh man, that's a big difference. All these cheap TVs and then one really good one. And we're like, oh, now, okay, I can see the difference. Wow. All right. Here, here, we found something. I found a website that says I the 22 saw... Target products that are surprisingly expensive. All right. You ready? Okay. Let's see. All right. Here. Um, a cocktail table. Is this it? That thing? That <laughs> $2,200 $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, for that. $14,000 for this one? Get out of here. 20-foot artificial fur? No, this can't be real. Nah, hey, look, true. Joe, that's your chair. That's your chair. No, that's the freaking uh, Morpheus chair. <laughs> stylish, stylish rug. $4,000. What? No way, dude. Oh, what is it? A Garmin? Watch. Bro, they don't even. Bucks. I've never seen these things in my no life. No way. A slip and slide for 600 bucks. <laughs> what is this? What is the site you're on? Oh, this is a uh, cheapism.com. <laughs> yeah, it's, they're just throwing out random stuff. There's oh. right there. That's chat GPT 1.0 <laughs> that produced that. It produced that list. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, yeah. Silly. Um, give you guys a sneak peek of something here. Mm -hmm. Sneak peek. Uh, oh, but to answer your question, uh, what mm -hmm. was the question? Uh, Steve, uh, I would go with the newest one. Wait for the sale. Get the S95C. It'll have all the bells and whistles, and you won't have FOMO if, if he, unless he's in the chat. Uh, you won't have FOMO going on. That's all. Check this out, Shauna. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Experience audio magic. Oh, the like beans. That? Like that? Looks good, yeah. right? Experience auto audio magic. Look out. Magic. has got to watch waveform. out. Yep. Ugh. Born out of necessity and named after a joke. Yeah. I just ran with it. You know? <laughs> Why not? With it. It's Why a good not? Name. Everybody know. Everybody will know. Everybody already asked, like, hey, so what's up with Magic Beans? Why am I going to go and change that? Yeah, right. Something totally different. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, oh, Tim Todd. The guy with two first names. 83-inch uh, G3 TV. That's an LG. Or native laser projection. Sony VPL XW5000ES going to 120-inch screen. Huh. I don't know. What do you okay, think? pros and cons then. 
probably don't know go. anything about the G3 TV. So uh, it's just their newest gallery series television that has to be wall mounted, 83 inch OLED. Okay. Well. And then the Sony 5000 ES. <laughs> <laughs> Sony VPL. I mean, um, we already know it. We've said this before, right? TV versus projector. Projector, huge mm-hmm. screen, right? Huge image, right? Eighty-three inch and one twenty. They're not close. They're not close no. in size. I have yeah. an eighty-three inch up in the living room. It's pretty big, but yeah, yeah, it's not, it's not a hundred and twenty inch, you know, screen. Yeah, so that's that's what you get with a projector, and then with the TV though, like the image quality is going to be significantly more punchy. Mm-hmm. Perfect black, black level holes. if you have an yeah. OLED like Chana. So, is this OLED? Is G three? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. So that's what you get. So uh, it's retailing. The OLED is retailing for sixty five hundred. The Sony projector is retailing for six thousand. So five hundred less for the projector, but then you need a screen, mm-hmm. and you need all the other accoutrement of that, right? Mm-hmm. You need the space. You need at least twelve feet. For 120 inches, you need at least 12 feet back, right? For the projector to sit on the ceiling. Yeah, and right? also, I think somebody said it here. It just depends. Is this going to be like in a mixed-use environment or a dedicated theater? Because mm. dedicated theater, you want to go project probably the and then, you know, have an acoustic transparent screen and just mm-hmm. just go, just do the whole theater thing. But if it's going to be in a place where there's windows and, like, light coming in, then probably a TV would be, you know, more yeah. suitable. No. Yeah, I mean, uh, in our living room, the TV's on almost all the time. If wifey's here, system is on maybe seven or eight hours a day, mm-hmm. minimum. And right, she always has something on, on her background. They've turned on so much faster. If you're, oh really? Oh, see, I'm not a projector person. I want to know that. Uh, so uh, how long? What you got to like? Bro. is it like me when the snow's happening? I go outside, start the car, come back in for yeah. like twenty minutes, and then go out. <laughs> is that? Uh, it's not quick. <laughs> Like it's a good like it's a good you know at least 30 seconds oh before you see anything up on the screen you know and then and then if you you know hopefully the thing doesn't change to an hdr thing because then it got us it has to switch again and it's also not like a tv where it just mm. switches pretty quick you know i don't know maybe some of the higher end projectors are faster at switching right but it's one of those things you know switching from 4k to like a 1080 if you have it, if it switches from those, it takes a while. Yeah, hmm. it's kind of annoying. Interesting. Very interesting. Laser projectors, uh, Matt instant says laser on? projectors, instant. Nah, they're not instant. I have a couple. And I've reviewed a couple. They're not instant. They're faster, but they're also not instant. I think it depends also on uh, the processor that they have in there. Mm-hmm. Because I had a, what was it? A Hisense one yep. that was more expensive and it switched faster. And then I have a BenQ one, and the switch is slower. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah, it's one of those things. Um, but yeah, it's still slow. Not like a TV. You know, um, you know what's funny? I, <laughs> I totally, I totally freaked out. So somebody asked about something about the SACT, mm-hmm. Leon here. And so Leon, I bought some Blu-rays. So I go to Amazon to do a screen share. And there's like seven things in the cart. And in my head, I'm like, what does this woman have in the cart? 
right? Because I know it's going to be some <laughs> some dumb shit. <laughs> but guess what? It was my cart. <laughs> here's here's my shopping cart. Twenty five hundred dollars. I was like, oh, oops, I did this for the video that I was uh that I'm about to make. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, let me find this uh, Blu-ray Blu-ray player. So with the digital um, SACT files, they'll work on any standard Blu-ray player. Like this one. Um, well, this one's a 4K player. It's a Panasonic. It's the UB150. Oddly enough, it'll play on the UB150. The M2TS files will play on the UB150, but it won't play on the UB420 that I have or the 820 or the 9000. Uh this Panasonic is an actual, is a BD90P. It's a Blu-ray player. This plays it no problem. It's like 70 bucks. This uh, Sony BDPS 1700, 2016 model, as you can see, is also like uh, 70 $75, and it'll play no problem as well. Um, it'll play in this X700, but I'm not a fan of this thing at all. But of course, the Blu-ray disc will play in the UB820, the UB9000. It'll it'll play in every Blu-ray player. It's a standard glass mastered pressed Blu-ray disc that you'll buy from a studio. So um, I do not like bluegrass music, just so you know. Um, you know what's funny? Um, Wa he 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 corrected my name here. But you know, people always ask me. You know, when I introduce people or I. You know, uh, my name's Chana. They're like, Chana? I'm like, no, Chana, like channel. Cha. There's a cha, hard cha. So that's <laughs> kind of funny you said that, W-A. Um, uh, you know, I'm into a lot of, a lot of electronic music, so uh, that's what I'll listen to. But I like, I like electronic music, not just house music. I play a lot of house music. Oh, Joe, you know what was fantastic mm -hmm. on Saturday? Um, you know, I haven't been DJing so much mm -hmm. I, at the ski resort, but... I was called in to, I guess one of the bands couldn't show up or some nonsense like that. So there's this one guy I could hear him like while I'm setting up and like he was talking about DJing this old, this, this guy. Turns out he's like 45, like I'm almost 45. He's been DJing longer than I have started on vinyl, just like I did. Mm -hmm. And he kept coming up like at random times. He's like, dude, I don't know when you're mixing, man. This is amazing. And I'm like the DJ says oh. he doesn't know when I'm mixing. Oh, seamless, so, so, huh? which is the, no, that's a huge, that's the biggest compliment. Cause you know, when my brother was here, he, he, uh, he sat here in this chair and managed to chat while I did my DJ stream right here. And I asked him about the music. He's like, well, you know, I, I don't know when one song ends and the new one starts. So I was like, oh, okay, cool. Cause that's what I'm going for. Right. But, to, but that's just my brother. He doesn't, you know, whatever. But to have a DJ say that, you know, then it's just like, oh, so <clears throat> it was fun. This whole weekend, I had a blast. And I actually got to watch a movie. Anybody seen All Quiet on the Western Front? Has some pretty no, good how was the How was the the audio on that? It was pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. I was pretty yeah. surprised. People were talking about it. I waited to get the disc. I have it here somewhere. So I, oh, here it is. Because I saw I, one I of those things where they showed like the objects, and there's a lot going on in there. There's a lot of movement. You know what I mean? Yeah. I immediately ripped it and put it onto my brand new NOS. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Paul. And since I have a battery backup, thank you, Paul. 
I was able so to watch it. When the, how did it sound when like the bombs are like coming in? Could you really tell like where were they coming from? Oh yeah, and then like the splash of like the debris is yeah. splashing all around. Oh man. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. 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 I I pre-ordered it and it showed up uh, Friday, so I immediately ripped it, put it onto the NAS, and then uh, was ready to watch it on Zapiti. And then you know, uh, we're all out of TV shows to watch. But uh, so wifey's like, "All right, how about Saturday? Well, let's let's watch the movie." So we started it pretty early. It's like two and a half hours long, mm -hmm. and I I had to read the book like back in high school, right? So I already oh. knew what was going to happen. Okay. <laughs> right? Um, so, um, yeah, I was actually pretty surprised and, and, you know, the movies, it's so fucked up. It's just like the way so they brain you, brainwash these kids to just go, go die. You like oh. you. So you like the movie itself too? I mean, I already knew, I know I already knew the premise. Like I, I just heard mm -hmm. from a whole bunch of people, um, that Netflix, you know, it was on Netflix and it had really good ammo. So I was pretty impressed if I, I have to like. Um, you know, I'd redo, um, once I do the time alignment, I'll go, go back and listen to it again. Uh, but some of those scenes, man, dude, so disturbing. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. 1917 is also very disturbing. Uh, the audio in that, you know, what's funny about 1917 and ripping night. So when you rip movies, right. Um, and the movie like 1917 or Alita battle angel if they have, they both have Dolby Vision and HDR 10 Plus, dude, some of these, these media players have trouble because they're trying to decide which one to play, right? So, like, um, you have to, like, turn one of them off. Otherwise, the whole thing just won't play, you know, because I ripped the, the ISO, the full disc image, and uh, I think my wife just got back. Uh, and it's one of those things where it's just like, oh, it just, it just like, it can't figure it out. Like which one, which one, um, Parker says you need OLED for 1917. The blacks at the black levels. Yeah. Um, um you should rewatch one I've mentioned before. Uh, not necessarily amazing audio, but good entertainment is shrinking on Apple TV. Yes. I agree with you, Dean. I like it. You know, it's weird. It's like, uh, who's a, what's it? <laughs> I don't know. Harrison Harrison Ford is that in there? Yeah, um, Harrison Ford, um, the guy from yeah Indiana yeah. Jones, right? India, yeah. I couldn't like I couldn't a, even remember he, the name. He's, he's an old guy. He's an old guy in that, and I'm like, dang, he's an old guy. You know what I mean? Like he plays the like a like an old guy, and you're just kind of used to seeing him like you know, climbing stuff, you know, whipping people with that thing. In Indiana Jones, you know what I mean? He's like active, is the way I imagine him. Or Han Solo, you know what I mean? It's kind of weird. Like, oh shoot, he's an old guy. Like, yeah. he really is an old guy. No, he is. It's surprising, <laughs> like when these, you know, they still they're still out there making movies. Yeah, I don't like it. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's this one cruel summer on Hulu that huh? like my wife's friend um recommended. That's actually it's actually pretty good. It's, it's a little dark. It's a little dark. About some teenagers, about some high school stuff, but like, oh, okay, pretty dark. It was actually pretty good. So we were surprised about that. Is that the one trailer where it's like the kid busts out like a pocket knife? Is that the one? No, that's a different one. I I, I don't know. Okay, never. But mind. I'd I'd watch out on trailers, man. I remember you know Sasha and I just go through what's on um 
you know, what's new on Voodoo, and we'll just like watch some trailers. We're like, mm-hmm. oh, okay. And then we rent it and then just totally let down, like, oh, this movie sucks. Like half an hour into it, you know, and we're like, okay, let's go another 10, 15 minutes. Go into it. Oh my God, that was just a waste of time. Mm-hmm. Garbage movie. Awesome trailer. Garbage movie. You got to watch out for those. But, um, yeah. uh, let's see. I have some old starred comments here. Heard the new Sony receiver calibration only takes 20 to 30 seconds. I don't know. Uh, I, I haven't opened the Sony. It's still sitting right here. Um, I don't know what it can do in 20 to 30 seconds, but that, hey, if it can do a great job, hey, that's that's awesome. I I wouldn't know how to do it's, the, calibration. You know, and they'll probably call it enough. accelerated speaker calibration, right? Yeah. Or no, that's that's too plain. That's too plain. Sony will come up with a better better thing. Yeah, you know, the the problem is it usually takes longer because they're trying to to have some redundancy. So if there's a noise that comes up, it'll ignore that noise. But if you're going to do 20 or 30 seconds, if there's like some kind of noise, it's mm-hmm. just going to include that. Right. That's my guess. <clears throat> it's mm-hmm. not it's not checking to see if there's any issues. It's just a All right. We're done. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. I, I I can't say anything unless I try it. But just sounds like too quick. Yeah, the longer the signal, the more chance that you get a more precise mm-hmm. uh, reading. Reading, That's yeah. How it goes. Uh, and you can calculate that stuff too because it's dependent on frequency, right? So, how long it takes is based on the actual frequency range that you're uh, mm-hmm. you're capturing. Anyway. What else we have here? Uh, Parker says, try Old Crow Medicine Show. Look, dude, Wagon Wheel, the OG Wagon Wheel. Loved it, dude. I, If you guys didn't know, I, I hosted the most profitable and and the most uh, uh, attended Tuesday night. And it was a karaoke night. And, dude, Wagon Wheel, whether it was Old Crow Medicine Show or the Darius Rucker, the hootie, hootie version. Um, yeah, I'm familiar with all kinds of music, right? So yeah, um, this other this these are just whatever stuffs so, you know. Okay. Um, Eric, thanks, man. Uh, thank you, thank he said, uh, "Happy belated to your wife and Joe's mom." I was out at dinner celebrating my daughter's twenty first birthday last Monday as well. So look, oh look at that! Everybody had a March twenty seventh birthday. Crazy. There it is. Uh, what else? Uh, do you guys have Leon? Asked, do you you guys have different speakers every day? <laughs> What's your dream setup? <laughs> you know, um, it was funny. I was like. So set on ha- getting these Focal Canta 2s in this beautiful Carrera white. It's all white, right? With the matching center channel. Retail is like, I don't know, 16000 or something like that, right? 10000 for the pair and then another five for the center channel. Center channel wouldn't fit in my TV stand, A. That's the first thing. And then the speakers needed like speakers needed a lot of room right and they were like this big like 20 some inches deep and i was just like you know it really just isn't going to fit in my space and then i got these focal bookshelves and then this guy this guy over here this guy brought over his magic beans and i was just like man i changed up all my shit like i didn't i changed up my thinking if you have like halfway decent speakers and like a good room correction or even just custom room correction, 
you're going to have a, it's like, like spending, trust me. Like if I had a bigger space and had all the money in the world, I mean, I wasn't really going to pay for the Focal Cantas anyway. Uh, they were just going to send them over for me to review. But, uh, some of this like expensive shit really just isn't worth it. <laughs> like it, it really, it really isn't worth it. Uh, somebody, I was on a zoom call with somebody, he got the spatial audio disc and he's like, I tried it in my kaleidoscape. It wouldn't read it. I'm like, Hey, you got the fancy shit, dude. The $80 Blu-ray player plays it just fine. Mm. $6,000 kaleidoscape won't. Yeah. So sometimes, sometimes, uh, it isn't worth paying all that money for some, uh, Oh shit! She got diagnosed with bronchitis. Oh fuck! Mm-mm. That's no good. Uh, <clears throat> sometimes it just isn't worth it, right? Right? Yeah. No, I do. I hear what you're saying. And and here's the thing: we get to test out lots of different speakers. We get to go to places where they have very expensive speakers. And there's no one time where you hear something that you've never heard before from a speaker. There's no time where I've ever heard anything that's just like, that's just, it took me to another place, like all the stuff that they say. It doesn't doesn't do that, you know? The limitations a lot of times is just the recording, right? So if you have a stereo recording, the best possible speakers, the best possible setup is going to be limited to the source recording, which is stereo, right? So it, it, do you think it's going to sound better than the guy who mixed and mastered it, you know, they're in their studio. Maybe, maybe, maybe you have a better system than them. But to me, that's kind of the reference. If it can sound as good as their system sounds, then you're doing a good job, really good job, right? So beyond that, I don't know what, why I would want to spend any more money. You know what I mean? Like the limitation is not <laughs> in the speaker itself. It's not like, it's not like, you know, the mixing and mastering engineer heard it and it was like totally different, you know, completely immersive and, uh, you know, binaural and all this stuff. And then when you play it back, it's totally different. No, that's not what happens. So I, I don't see the reason to spend any more than a uh, certain amount. I guess after a certain point, I understand that it's because of the, the look and the design and the build quality yeah. and all that. Oh, stuff. Yeah. yeah, that's cool, too. I get that. But that mm -hmm. also has its limit. Dude, RGA says it best here too. The listener is the biggest limitation. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. You know, how much gold do you want on that thing? What do you want it to be made out of at a certain point? You want it to be all solid gold, the whole thing? What, what do you want? Same, you know I mean? same same guy designed the Arendels and the Monoprice speakers. Yeah, the Monolith, yeah. Exactly. But I, again... So I have the monolith ones. I wouldn't mind their rentals, right? Because he had more money to spend. They look a little bit better, right? So yeah, I wouldn't mind those. And then a step up would be from a rental to per listen. Would I like the per listens? Yeah, yeah, I'm cool with those too. I wouldn't mind also the Polk uh, Legend L800s for that SDA technology, right? I think that's a pretty cool thing. So I like something that does something different. You know what I mean? I wouldn't want to buy a speaker just for the heck of it. I wouldn't mind uh, 
you know, the, I guess those MBLs are expensive, right? Those omnidirectional ones, those are expensive. Mm-hmm. Like super expensive. Uh, what else? You know, um, what was I going to say? Mm. Um, yes, we get, we get to try a lot of speakers. I've tried a lot of speakers here. And really it's about like... whatever it is you're listening to watching, you know, and you like certain things. Like I like a little bit more bass. We're talking about DJing electronic music. This guy WA in here, uh, was talking about, um, doing some, you know, DJ session stuff. I, which I used to do, um, uh, during COVID lockdown until if I try to do it again, they're just going to block me. But the funniest, mm-hmm. the funnest part about it is I called it subwoofer workout Saturdays and everybody that was watching, like they just love the fact that they were getting like this experience of like, holy crap, like what is going on here? I've never, it's never been like this. Like, so when you're, you know, choosing your speakers and like trying to figure out what your setup's all about, just like understand what it is you like, what is it you like to listen to? And kind of tailor your speaker purchasing, you know, to that. I like a lot of bass, right? And, you know, when I'm DJing, that's when I'm, I'm, lis- I'm listening for kick drums and hi-hats. That's really that's really all it is. Kick drums and hi-hats. That's all I'm doing. I'm listening for kick drums and hi-hats. So something on the low end, something on the high end. There's a vocal in the middle. If I just like, you know, I'll layer a vocal on top. Like that's all I'm listening to. Um, And <clears throat> when... Again, going back to the, you know, Magic Beans, I had towers and I had two 15-inch rails. And then I was just like, oh, once Joe timeline the subs and stuff, I was just like, oh, I don't need towers. I can get rid of these things, right? And then I went to all bookshelves set up. I'm like, oh, this is so much better. And that's also, you don't have the eyesore. It doesn't, does, I, I like to call it the visual space. It doesn't take up the visual space. Yeah. Like this big yeah. thing that was taller than my TV, right? Because these Martin Logans were like taller than TV and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, um, having to, like, just having to, you know, do all this stuff with speakers and stuff like that. I just, you know, come, come to understand that, like, I don't really care about just just listening to music in two channel with no subs and it just has to you know just full range speaker tower bullshit that doesn't matter not Mm. anymore i'm done i'm done with that that thinking is gone it's it's getting the room calibrated properly getting the subs time aligned with my bookshelf speakers and that's it and you know i have fucking dogs man you know do you know how many times with those beautiful they're beautiful are the the Floor standing versions of the speakers I have, right? I have the fo- I have the Focal Aria 90709, 907. I had the 926s, amazing speakers. Magnetic grills. What happens when the dog runs by a speaker? Fucking grill pops off. Because mm. they, 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 they brushed against the grill and just boom. <laughs> damn. Do you know how many times I had to get up to go put the damn grill back on? So, like, there's all these other factors, you know? Yeah. If you're in a living room situation, it's... Uh, well, you start, you start to learn what really matters and what doesn't, right? Yes. Yeah. You start to see like, okay, I want it to measure well. I want it so that it's EQable, right? Certain speakers are not EQable. No, right? they're not. If they have bad directivity, that's not good. You just want it to be so that whatever is happening in front of the speaker is very similar to what's happening off access to it. And if it's not, it should be a smooth transition, right? 
And though that will give you a speaker that is that you can fix, right? So even if it doesn't have a perfect frequency response, you can go in there, DSP it, and get it to sound however you want, mm-hmm. right? Uh, without that, you cannot, right? And then you want the bass extension. You want it to play loud enough. You know, these are all basic basic things. And I've found, like, you know, concentric. I like what concentric does because of how it interacts with the room physically. And that's something that you also cannot, you know, change with EQ. So you want to you wanna look at stuff that is uh, based on how it interacts with the room, based on physics. You know what I mean? The things that you cannot fix. Because if, you know, everything else you can fix with DSP, mm-hmm. pretty much. Right. If it's not a physical issue, for the most part, you can fix it with, with signal processing. Um, what else? Uh, um, there was somebody in here asked about. Um, oh, I saw a super chat, right? Oh yeah, there was a super chat. Mm-hmm. I don't know where it is. Here it is. Okay. Uh, what's up? How do you say this again? Ole. I don't know. Oh, uh, oh, so he oh. says. Yes, Oli. Thank you again. So he says, Youthman recommended A weighting for measuring speakers and C for subs. But Technodad recommends only C weighting when using Spatial Audio Calibration Toolkit. Any reason? <laughs> yeah. I, used. I, I don't know. I don't see why you'd want to use A weighting. I mean, A. so A weighting is something that would make sense only to a microphone. Right, if you listen to that, it wouldn't sound at all like the frequencies are the same level. It'll just sound like, you know, high pitched. You know, mm-hmm. it sounds like a lot of trouble, not very much bass. Even though the microphone can see it and it looks flat, but most of the time, if you're using REW, it's accounting for that stuff. So, you know, flat in REW is flat for C weighting. I don't know why you'd want to use two different ones. I haven't heard Michael say that. Uh, here on daily hi-fi but i'm i haven't heard of somebody using you know the two different ones uh usually if you have an spl meter or some kind of you know some kind of microphone you can change it from a weighting to c weighting and it's just almost always better to use c weighting just because it's going to be less annoying to you to hear because c weighting is kind of like how humans hear right and i've used the analogy before where uh you know, a camera, if you've ever seen log format or log file, right, from mm-hmm. a, uh, a video camera before they color grade it, right? You see, it looks like gray, like flat. Yeah. But it's captured all the, you know, all the information it needs. It doesn't mean it's lacking information. It's just that your eyes, our eyes don't see it. You know, it just looks like gray. What is this, right? It just looks like nothing. Um, but they convert that log footage into something like Rec. 709, which is a standard for TV. And now you see the colors and everything just looks right. So it's kind of the same thing. Similar in that sense where A weighting is just that flat, like you don't understand what is this. And then you convert it and it makes more sense. <laughs> I don't know if that made any sense, but hopefully it did. Um, so, uh, all right, we got something here from Randall. How do you rip like a 2018 DTS uh, DTS demo disc? All right. So we can all thank Paul for this segment here. All right. So here we are in the, uh, this is my Synology desktop. And if I go to uh, file station, 
go here. Check this out. So I rip all my demo discs as ISOs because you want all the menus and everything. So all these demo discs are here ready to go. Um, I can play them in the Zapidi uh, upstairs. I can play them in the Zidu down here. Um, and they're ready to go. That's it. This is what you would do. So this is what I recommend. Now you could, I have been using the backup feature. Um, and so all these folders are the BDMV folders in um, Make MKV. So you, as you can see, like Game of Thrones, there's a whole bunch of Game of Thrones so that you can preserve all the menus, right? Halo, that that just came in, Westworld. And then, and then these ones over here, these are the ISOs. You see the disk, that's the ISO. And then these files in the purple are the M2TS files. So there's a multitude of, of ways to rip um, your movies. So you got Top Gun Maverick in here, um, Pirates of the Caribbean situations. Um, and here, All Quiet on the Western Front, I, I backed it up as a BDMV folder just because uh, I wanted to make sure I had the Dolby Vision um, and all that kind of stuff. So when you rip to BDMV or ISO, it saves the everything. Other one says Debbie does what? <clears throat> the who? Nothing. <laughs> Sorry. Who? Who does she? What? Where? I don't know. So that's 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 what I would do, Randall. That's the way to do it. Uh, you know what? I don't even know if this still works. We haven't done a call in a long time. Yeah. Um, Somebody can um, try it. If it works, yeah. oh, it works. And by the way, uh, WA, um, I dropped a link in the chat. I record all my DJ mixes and I post them online. So you can check those out. This is what it looks like. And this one here from 325. So that's last week. And this is like, you'll look, this is like three hours long. This one here is straight up fire, man. Oh, hilarious. Uh, it's just amazing. Um, I haven't uploaded the, the ones from this weekend, but if you want to hear any of this music, and there's tons. There's like a whole bunch. See that 2022? And it'll keep going. 2022, every, like, you can see the date. Um, yeah, there's a whole lot. Anyway, you check that out when you have some time. And it's all like versions of like house and electronic music. Yeah, feel free to call in with your question too. See if it works. We haven't done this in a while, so I'm not even sure if it's set up correctly. But if you feel like calling in, say what's up, ask uh, a question. You're, you're going to love this, Joe. Mm -hmm. Here, guy says, I have dual rel HC1205s and not quite impressed since they don't go low enough, although very quick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, I'm not a believer in the whole quick thing because I think it's a. Uh, I think it's misleading that the the way that they describe it, uh, it's quick because it doesn't use any DSP. So without signal processing, it responds like a passive speaker, right? So if you hook up a passive speaker, there's no delay, but there's mm -hmm. also no nothing that's helping it produce a flatter response. It's there's no uh, signal processing to make it play deeper bass than it. Possibly, you know, if it's in a smaller enclosure like some of these are, you need some help, some signal processing to play deeper bass. doesn't have any of that, right? So, yeah, it's faster in the sense that it responds quickly because it's there's no processing, right? Um, so I think that's okay if you're using, you know, if you're using it in a two-channel setup without any way to delay your main speakers because typically you'd want to delay your main speaker. But mm -hmm. since, you know, 
some of those don't have that, then yeah, rels are okay. But if you can, you should do it. You know, use some DSP and get those to dig down lower. Hold on a second. Let's see if we can get this. Okay. Hello, hello, hello. Can you hear us? Yeah. Can you hear him, Chana, or no? No. No? Oh, shoot. Hold on a second. Let me see. Oh, no, no. Uh, hold on. Uh, I'm not sure if I can get this working. Hold on. <laughs> Sorry. What the heck? What the heck? So, while you're trying to figure that out. Call uh, you back. One second. Hold on. All right. So, yeah, I thought that was going to work, but it didn't. <laughs> what happened? What uh, you you, you couldn't hear it, right? I no, could I hear it. Okay. Which, if I couldn't hear it, then nobody else could hear, right? Yeah, or is that just me? Pretty sure. Well, that was weird. Is he going to try and call back? Yeah. What the heck? Uh, 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 uh. Hmm. I guess we should try this another time when, when we're not here. Ringing. Okay, so that worked. So, did you hear it ringing at all? No. Mm -mm. Okay. Hmm. Okay. Never mind. Maybe I should not do that. Okay. What else we got here? Uh, uh, I don't know how it's Zafani. Uh, do you guys have power conditioners for your equipment? And the answer to that is yes. I use a Furman Elite PFI 15 or something like that. Fur burgers. Fur burgers. I'm hungry. Um, yeah, I, I use one, but I don't know that I I need it. I re I didn't review some. I had some because I was filming them. And so when they're there, you just use them. You know what I mean? Well, I'm turning this off. Unfortunately, I don't think we're going to get that to work. So I don't want to waste everybody's time. Listen to me trying to get that to What's work. What's that rated for? Rate, what, like, what do you mean? Dame of Groans? Uh, it's a 15 amp. They make a 20, like the PFI, DFI 20. Or are you talking about jewels? What, are, what kind of yeah. rating are you talking about? So, you know, a lot of these are, are for spikes, right? Spikes in power. Yeah. Which um, I assume it's good for, you know, if you get a electrical spike. I don't, you know, I don't know what will happen if your house gets struck by lightning. Is it going to be fast enough to turn off immediately? I don't know. You know, I'm, I hope that they test that sort of stuff because these things are expensive, right? Um, but uh, the the problem is they don't protect against like dips, right? So if the you know your power is kind of halfway on, it's not going to try to keep it on like your UPS is, Shauna. Mm -hmm. Reggie says trying to call you guys. Yeah, sorry, Reggie. I don't think we're getting it working, but we haven't seen you in the after show in a while, so pop into there if you can. Um, yeah, I think a UPS, from my experience, does a better job because isn't that what a power strip is supposed to do? Like even these cheap power strips, aren't they supposed to protect against spikes? I don't know. I don't know about that stuff. But uh, uh, yeah, it says. Ike says it's not going to protect your equipment if it actually gets lightning. Mm. Probably the only thing. What I told you, Chana, like if you really are worried about that, just unplug it. Mm. You know what I mean? That's probably the best way. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how effective they are. You know, I don't think that they're 
I haven't experienced a, uh, a time where, oh, you know, my this amplifier is making noise and then I plug it into here and all of a sudden it's not making noise. You know, that's not something I've ever experienced. So uh, I would say be careful with that stuff. You know what I mean? There's some companies that are charging a ton of money. Um, the ones that I have do some cool stuff, though, right? Oh, it makes so the picture better, doesn't it? <laughs> no, I mean, here's some simple stuff, right? Some simple stuff that maybe people aren't thinking of. So they have, um, you know, they're connected. So they're Wi-Fi, ones that I have. So you can control uh, control them with Google, Amazon, something like that. And it's kind of handy because if I leave my theater set up, I don't need anything on, right? I don't need the AVR on. I don't need the power amplifiers on. And even when they're in like standby, they're still taking up energy. You can see it there. Right? So it'll show you your the volts. So I'm using the one, the ELAC ProTech, right? It shows the volts, it shows the amps, and when they're all off, still taking power. Why? I don't I don't need it to be on. There's no clock on that thing where I need it to, you know what I mean? There's no no need for it. So I have it set to completely turn everything off, unplugged, basically. Right. And to me. That makes me feel more comfortable. If there were, uh, you know, elect, uh, you know, lightning, something like that, I feel like it's it's disconnected. Maybe it's not. I don't know. But it, the fact that it's like completely not taking any power, that's what I'd rather have. So it's, RGA, it's I need power shampoo to go in my my conditioner. There you go. There you go. <laughs> power conditioner. Um, oh. and then you know you can do some smart stuff, right? So you turn on this power switch and then it'll start turning on your other stuff automatically. Like that stuff is cool. You know what I mean? You know, have it set up with your lights and things like that. But right, other than trigger, that, right? It's pretty much know. a trigger. Right? Yeah. 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 Sequence. So mm -hmm. Tim Perry saying a power sequencer, you know, yep. turned all on at once. Yeah. For me, it's more about saving power when you have a, all kinds of amplification you don't want to waste any energy. Uh, the only way to guarantee the power will be off for a lightning storm is to have it into your power bar and unplug the power bar. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I mean, no physical connection is the best, right? Mm. Yeah. <clears throat> when I use a power condition, my audio lost some of its woody coffee undertones. But picked up a nice hazel umami aftertaste. There oh it is. yeah, that's funny. Eddie Barnes, you should start a, a, a YouTube audio review channel. I know you'd be <laughs> excellent. You'd be, you'd be millions of views, dude. You should start. You know what? Just do it. Start one and just start saying all kinds of random stuff. You know, forget graph. Just, just say stuff like that. Yeah. Somebody, someone will get convinced. Like, you know what? That's what I want. I've been looking for that. Not only, not only did you pick up the nice hazel umami aftertaste, you had this uh, smell of, uh, you know, uh, newly opened tennis ball can. Like, oh, so, yeah. you know, you get that. Oh, I was, man, I was looking for that. You know, that's what's been missing. Yeah, exactly. I noticed it on this one track. You know, played this one track, and I noticed I was missing that. Mm hmm. Gotta have it. You know, it's funny. Uh, I have a video coming out where I'm just testing the hiss coming from amplifiers. You know, Aaron has this, you know, fancy, what is it? Uh, uh, audio precision analyzer. Super expensive, right? 
And Amir also has this, you know, same thing. And the thing is, to me, the noise from an amplifier is super noticeable, right? Yeah. It's not like even, I don't even need a machine, you know what I mean? I can just hear it. And so I just took REW, I took this U mic, right? And I took a single speaker, this Monolith THX compact satellite, right? The ones that we use. And I turned the amplifiers to max, right? And then pl didn't play anything through them, right? Just wanted to hear what noise is coming out of this thing with nothing plugged in, nothing, you know? And of course, you have to test it. Sometimes they, they have noise if you don't plug in RCA. So you got to do that whole test, right? Um, but some of them are just loud. You know what I mean? I plug in an amp, plug in the speaker, turn it up. It's like, shh. Like, that's pretty noticeable, you know? So using the same exact speaker, I was just kind of doing that. And that'll be one of the videos. And hopefully what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to convince people, especially audiophiles, when they're talking about, you know, the tonality of different amplifiers, maybe, maybe I've measured some and I didn't see a vast difference between, you know, various amplifiers. They all measured pretty much the same tonally. But the difference in amplifier hiss is super easy to recognize, right? To me, that's what they should be looking out for instead of like, you know, umami aftertone or whatever. <laughs> aftertaste. <Overtone>. Aftertaste. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Umami is like a flavor thing. Yeah, no, I know. I know what's, I know what that is. The power show is not a search. Uh, is not a search. Christian had a good question. Okay. Um, how do I get rid of ground hum when using RCAs? Hmm. Mm. Reggie says. Reggie says, make sure your RCA is not parallel with there the power cords. There we go. Probably the easiest way. We agree on that. And don't don't use RCAs for like really long runs. Try if not you, to. Yeah, try not to. You know, if you have to, make sure that they're at least ha they at least have some pretty good shielding, right? So if you go with like super cheap RCAs that are like you know the kind that come free with the equipment, you get on Amazon. You know, the ones <laughs> no, that you, you can get cheap. anything on Amazon. Yeah, dude. I mean, I'm not a whole. I'm not all about cables, but there are some cables that just make noise. You know, <laughs> you replace the cable and like, oh, this is a crappy cable, and you throw it out, right? Yeah. But once you get a working one, it's not like, oh, if I get a more expensive one, it's even quieter. No. Yeah. Once you get a quiet one, a working one that isn't garbage, you're set. So yeah, RCA is just a. It's a low level signal, so it's easy to. Get noise into there, right? Because that's the signal that you're going to amplify. So any small amount of noise is also going to be amplified. I wouldn't worry so much about you know speakers. You know that's a different type of signal. Yeah. Uh, Jer Jeremy says depends on the source of the ground hum. I got I got it from a cable feed and had to use a ground interpreter on the coax line. Inter what is a ground interrupter on the coax line? I don't know what that is. Not a lift, right? Because we don't recommend that. I don't. Ground lift? I use that shit all the time. Yeah, well, not for, you know, permanently for your home theater setup? No, when I go DJ places that have bad power. Yeah, if somebody trips on it, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> there was something up here about the SACT thing. Okay. Uh, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Uh, Jason. 
My Onkyo is still not giving an LFE tone now from the Spatial Audio Toolkit. First my MacBook, and now my PS5 playing the disc. Works fine on a Marantz. Okay. Um, so on your MacBook, if it's not a 7.1, it's just it ignores the point one, right? So if you listen on headphones, it just ignores point one for the most part. I don't know how the Apple ones, uh, maybe the Apple ones do because it probably thinks it's an actual like, you know, 7.1. It probably tricks the system into thinking that. But pretty much anything else, if it down mixes to, uh, you know, something that doesn't include LFE, it just ignores the LFE. So I don't know how your Onkyo is set up. Yeah. Because I, is... I actually haven't tested the disc on a PS5. I have one. Hmm. Here it doesn't get turned on much, but yeah, uh, because if your if your system is capable of you know five point one seven point one, you should be able to get point one. Right. Yeah. There's I don't I don't think there's a difference between the point one on the five point one versus an Atmos five point one, right? No. That LFE channel I think is going to be the same. It's still encoded the same way. It's uh-huh. still just the LFE. Um, yeah. Because even yeah, I don't see a lot of uh. And then just make sure the the subwoofer is set to on because sometimes when people are just doing the callouts and if the sub is on auto, it the signal is not long enough for the subwoofer to be like, hey, there's a signal. Or it's on just long enough for, for the subwoofer to recognize there's a signal and then it stops and then the subwoofer turns on. So if you go to the... What is this? Turn it up too. It might might be that you know the signal's too low. Turn it all the way. Yeah. Turn it up. Well, don't don't turn it all the way up. Not too crazy. Go go to the no. periodic pink noise and just do the LFE directly and see because that's like a two minute uh, file of LFE and see if it works. Then, if that's the case, then it's just a matter of it was on auto and it needs to be on just just needs to be powered on. That's all. Uh, if you also yeah. want to test it, if you have uh, an Ankia with pre outs, do they have Ankia with pre outs? Yeah, they should. Okay, if you have something with pre-outs, maybe you can try to plug your subwoofer, the RCA, into, let's say, the left output, right, for the left speaker. And then play the test zone for left and see if it's making any sound from your sub. Mm -hmm. You know, just make sure it's not your LFE. If you're receiving, you know, signal to your LFE when you're going through the test tones in the Onkyo, then you got to figure out why... Maybe it's a setting on your PS5 see, or something. Well, we'll see. Here, here's here's the thing, um, and what a lot of people are not understanding when you send test tones in the AVR, whereas like somebody's like, "Hey, you know, I play the test uh, call out on your disc, and I'm not getting you know the high channels that are coming out of the s- side surrounds, or whatever, or the ear level speakers." Um, when you're sending test tones from the AVR itself. It is not engaging Atmos. That AVR is just taking audio and sending it to that um, either the pre-out or it's sending it to that speaker output, the you know red and white or red and sorry red and black. So it's not activating Atmos. That's the difference between the test tones in the AVR and ones on our disc. It's just sending a, a tone. So when you place, so think about this: if the AVR on a test tone, we'll send it to the right speaker, but our disc is sending that front height left to something else. That means your shit's broken. 
because it's not activating Atmos. The AVR sending a test tone is just directly sending it to that speaker. Boop, 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 boop. It's not activating Atmos. So another thing or another reason why, like, I was just thinking about this. We are now at a point where this is the only tool to actually make sure your Atmos system is doing what it should be doing. And if something is being sent in the wrong to the wrong speaker all the time, then something's wrong with your AVR and how it's decoding Atmos. And you wouldn't know that if you ran the test tones in the AVR because it's not activating Atmos. It's just sending a sound to a speaker. So it's pretty interesting thinking about all this stuff the last like week or two. Yeah, so you know what I, I like, though, is what you're saying. If something's not working, it's don't don't think it's the disc, right? We're just playing test tones, you know, to various speakers. It might be that you just didn't realize that everything you've been playing has not been activating that LFE. Maybe, maybe, you know, I'm not sure exactly what's going like, on. Like um, it could be a whole bunch of different things. You're not getting uh high our high channels from our disc. Maybe your your something did an update and it's not your Blu-ray player is not doing bitstream anymore. Or your AVR is set to auto-update and it changed the setting somewhere and you're not getting the sound. Like, all these things happen. And now we finally have a product where actually you can check to make sure it's doing the right thing. And if if something, like, God forbid, if something's actually wrong with your AVR and it's been wrong for how many ever months you've had it or years you've had it and you're like, oh, shit, this shit's been fucked up. I didn't even know. I want to get my money back. You can't now been yeah. too long you had no idea this is the only thing on the planet that will make sure your shit sounds right uh, it's pretty it's pretty remarkable like thinking about i've been literally thinking about this because i've been dealing with some customer service this mm -hmm. guy is like no this you know this you know the speakers are wired right and then he's like okay i redid everything he redid mm -hmm. all the wiring from his pre-pro and he's like mm -hmm. okay so now these speakers are sounding correctly but now it's the middle heights that are coming out of the rear heights I was just like, oh, shit, okay. Well, normally, the middle heights will play rear height and front height if you don't have a middle height. So maybe, I don't know, is, is, it, is it the pre-pro might have a terminal for it mm -hmm. but doesn't actually decode it? I don't know. It's an older pre-pro. So I'm not sure. It's kind of, kind of crazy. You're just thinking about all the little things that could go wrong in the system Understanding that maybe something's actually wrong with the way it's being decoded in the AVR, we have no way to test that until now. And so I think we're we, we might even see like AVR companies, we we gotta hold these people accountable for like, hey, this shit's not working right. And mm. you know, obviously it's not. Uh, one of the things that Joe said the other day was like, look, out of the like 700 or some orders we had for this, if it doesn't work for like a handful of people, it's not this. It's not this at all. If there's something is wrong with your system somewhere, mm. right? And we can't, we don't know. You got, you got to go down the troubleshooting thing, right? Mm -hmm. And, and you know, especially in the, the periodic pink noise, you can see the level meter and you can see which speaker it's going to. So that's, that's it. Yeah. And that's in the advanced section. So, you know, you have 9.1.6. You want to test every single speaker out. Go to that section and if it's playing out of the wrong speaker, something is wrong with your system somewhere. We don't know where. We should do like an, an extra thing. You know what I mean? If you want us to troubleshoot, this is a whole different. If you, you know, need tech support, <laughs> call Paul. <laughs> there you go. You want a new? You want to set up a new business? 
Yeah, Paul. <laughs> there it is. Ka-ching. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, so yeah. Yeah. I, I know, mean, that's kind of what the Discord is for, also though. So we have a Discord for for owners, and so you can go in there. And what we hope to to happen is we hope that people will help each other out, right? So if somebody has helped you out in the Discord group, maybe the next time somebody's new and they come in and ask a similar question to what you asked, maybe you can go and help that person, right? So yeah. we're building a little community there. You know, it's a pretty good community, pretty good size community in the Discord group. And um, yeah, we all try to help each other out there. But again, you know, don't expect somebody to you know spend hours trying to troubleshoot your specific issue it's a toolkit because it's made for you to figure things out right it's just it's just a toolkit right it doesn't it doesn't do anything by itself right you might you may figure out hey my sub doesn't turn on quick enough okay well that's something that you have to figure out right do you need to turn up the gain somewhere so that it receives a, a signal faster you know it's just that it tells you what's happening right it doesn't fix it that's still up to you to fix the issue. So yeah. Uh, okay, yeah. I'm just seeing what the what you guys are saying in the chat here. I do more harm than good on Discord. Yeah, I know. RJ message me. <laughs> message me. I'm like, I'm out with my family, man. I don't know. I'm hanging out. I'm not watch. I'm not watching. <laughs> I'm not watching YouTube right now. I don't know what's going on. I'm driving. Anyway. Um, but but who are we kidding? If I'm bored at work, I'm gonna spend hours helping you on Discord. This is true. Yeah, this is true. I've seen I've seen a lot of like long conversations, which is pretty cool. Yeah, he said that was a drunk tag. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I don't, I don't know. He's telling me about Michael's channel. I'm like, bro, I'm not watching Michael's channel. I'm I'm I'm, I'm out. I'm not shopping. Few too many beers. Okay, all good. I got you. Uh, uh, yeah. See, like, uh, who's uh, Ad Barnes says could have LFE off, but bass management off, and some of your speaker sets small. Uh, bass management on and speaker sets are small. So there, there's there could be a lot of things. Um, mm. And oh, Juan, it's all good, man. It's all good. You know what's annoying? I have three subs, and they're all set to turn on automatically, right? Mm-hmm. But my SB3000, for some reason, requires like a higher signal or something to turn on. Like sometimes... As far as the auto... You mean the auto-sensing one? Yeah, for some reason. Like, I have I have to set it up so it, it receives like a higher signal. You know? With all the same exact signal playing to all of them, it, it doesn't turn on as soon as the other ones. Gotcha. You know? It's kind of weird. So if I'm playing something without a lot of bass... It just doesn't kick in for a while. Mm. So I ended up just, you know what? I'm going to just keep that one on. That's what ended up happening. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Um, uh, here's a question we've answered before, but it's a quick one. So Marv asked, does MultiQX support the U-Mic 1 as the mic? And no, it doesn't. They have their own mic that you can use, you can purchase. Uh, and also, of course, it works with the little, what is that, you know? The one that your AVR comes with. I wouldn't spend any more, to be honest. I don't see the benefit of using a better mic for what they're doing. I wouldn't. 
I don't think I don't think the issues that people uh, you know have with multi QX or auto calibration has anything to do with the mic itself. It has to do with the tuning method, and uh, that's what I aim to solve with my with my app. Somebody said everybody has uh, before said everybody has an app. Everybody's coming out with an app. I'm like, really? Not in our space. Who else? Who else has come out with an app? What other YouTube guy has come up with an app? I don't know. <laughs> in our space. Mm-mm. I don't. I don't see too. I don't many. think so. Uh, but yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't spend any extra on that. I think I should have somebody from Odyssey on my channel. Uh, I think it's Thursday. If everything works out, it should be Thursday. But um, yeah, maybe he can answer those questions, and maybe he'll have a a better reason why you should get the mic. Personally, I don't think you should, but. There might be a good reason. I just don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah. Uh, James says, hey guys, just joined. Ugh, I hate it when my work schedule conflicts with the podcast. It's all good, James. There's always a replay, man. There's always the replay. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody asked about ripping Derek. Derek, what software do you make? Well, coincidentally, uh, this PC that I do the stream on is also... Where I do all my ripping. So I use DVD Fab and this copy module right here. You go down here, click on ISO. Obviously, there's no source in there. Uh, there's no disk in the player. But And then you just save it and then you hit run and then that's it. It'll save the ISO. That's it. That's all. Um, <laughs> but yeah. That's how you do that. Uh, I'll tell you see. what you need for, for multi-QX. This is what you need right here. That's what you need right there. True target, true sound. That's what you need. True target. Hey, that's not the magic beans one. <laughs> hey, I'm just saying there's 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 levels to this. Oh there's levels oh. to this. There's many beans that I'm are just magical. saying. You I'm gotta figure out which one's the magic target. <laughs> All right. Man, we've been on yapping on here for all yeah, yeah, hours. Can, Look at this. I'm down to go to the after show. Yeah, let's do it. Let's yeah, do it. Let's go to the it. after show. Uh, you guys, um, if here, you like listening, go ahead. I got you here. If you want to go into the after show, uh, sorry, if you want to listen to the audio only version, go to anchor.fm slash daily hi-fi and you'll find all of our podcasts in the audio form there. And um, if you want to go to the after show, go to patreon.com slash daily hi-fi, become a patron, and then you'll have access to the after show where we do a video chat quite like this, but uh, you're involved as well. And, um, you know, we talk about all kinds of kinds of stuff in that situation. So, But it's mostly Fred talking most of the time. <laughs> Wait. There we go. <laughs> but at the same time, it's, it's one of those. Yes. And at the same time, it's one of these. Shots fired. <laughs> I want to hear, I wanna hear Fred and, and Reggie go at it. Oh man, we that just have be... fights back there. That's actually what happens. That... We go to the after show. We just set up fights. Like, all right, this guy versus this guy. Go. It's like Fight Club, only with oh, audio, sh- and you're talking. Wait, sh- 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 hey, you just broke rule one, Joe. <laughs> Can we erase uh, that? Yeah. What happened? I don't know. What happened? Going on. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's what. Uh, <laughs> give me those beans. I was just looking at the chat. Okay. Give me the beans. Um. Yeah, we still have to do. Uh, we have to redo my um. My room upstairs because uh because I did that stupid denim I'm update. I'm ready. Yeah. 
I'm ready whenever. And uh, I got an instruction from uh, from CEO Chana that I need to make some tutorial videos for uh, the toolkit. Oh, yeah, so for the toolkit. I'll be uh, we should be done with the uh, tutorials by the middle of this month. So... Oh, he put a dick. He put the pressure on right there. He made it yeah, official. Yeah, the fifteenth. Boom. You got to You got to do. Do you got to make make ourselves accountable? Because even I'm like, man, this stupid Nas video. It's taking like three, four weeks, man, just to get all this hey. stuff and like go through and then copy all these twenty terabytes worth of shit. Anyway, yeah, sure. this, so it's like I want to get that stupid thing done, but at the same time, I want to do this and do that, and I have these JBL videos that need to go out. There's all kinds of nonsense happening. So. <clears throat> All right. So we'll see <laughs> you guys in the after show. Reggie's hilarious. We what love is- you, Reggie. We'll see you in the after show. Um, and then if you are watching on the replay and want to be here for live for the show, Monday, 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern. On behalf of myself, uh, Joe, and uh, the other two knuckleheads that are usually here. Uh, usually okay. not here. <laughs> usually not here. Aaron and Mike. Um, we'll see you guys next week.